Hello everyone, you have landed in the middle of somewhere and you are not hearing Chad's voice where you normally hear Chad's voice. And I know your brain is thinking, I'm going to shut this off immediately, but (laughs) pump your brakes, give it a moment, let's see what happens. Chad is on a much deserved vacation. He came to me, said, Sai, I love you, I don't have a brother. I obviously love you, and so I don't know what brother love feels like. Um, I obviously, I think I love you more than a brother. Like if a brother was emotionally and sexually attracted to his brother, that's how much I love you. It's two different types of, I don't, I don't need to get into all the ways Chad has tried to text me and leave me voicemails about how he feels about me, but He said, I love you. Uh, I love you more than I love most things, but I need a vacation. And I said, sweet baby. (laughs) I said, sweet baby, you've been working your whole life and you never take time for yourself. And it's, it's time for Chad to do what he's always wanted to do. So he, for the first time in his life, he really has splurged and he has spent on himself and he's doing it big, and he took his dream vacation uh, to Branson, Missouri, and <laughs> he so he's checking out shows. He's walking around Branson, going like, "Whoa, look at that!" So he's having the time of his life, and I didn't think it was appropriate on his uh, for him to pause his Bransoncation to do an episode of our show. I just wanted him. I'm rooting for Chad to live his best life. So uh, that's what's going on. Chad's on Bransoncation. I'm in charge of the show. So I wanted to replace Chad and the person I... Oh, by the way, you can message him. Wait till he gets back, but I encourage all of our fans, hit him up with a DM. How was Bransoncation? What was your favorite part of Branson? Um, what was your favorite tribute country music tribute show that you saw? Hashtag Chad Bransoncation. Just get into his DMs and ask him about Branson, Missouri. And uh, but I've replaced him for the week with uh, a very close personal friend of both Chad and I. The I believe the original guest. You were the first ever guest on this show. I was. Right, Nate? I was. Yeah. The first ever guest on Middle of Somewhere, he will be playing the role of Chad. Well, I'm Chad. You're Cy. I mean, I'm not going to hurt your feelings the way he hurts me sometimes. I'm sw- it's switching a lot, and that's not true. I am going to hurt your feelings. What's going on with your beard? <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's, <laughs> hey, it's good to be guys, here. Guys, it's Nate Abshire. Your, your beard. I look like I should be in Branson, Missouri. You yeah, you look like <laughs> you look like you run a pond in Branson, Missouri. <laughs> I'm the manager of the three and a half star Cracker Barrel, one of the best reviewed installments in the franchise. The only Cracker Barrel with a marsh that has paddle boats in it behind. The... <laughs> so Nate, I, Nate, we've known Nate for a million years, and you also know my brother. Yes, and we we might have mentioned this last time you're on the show, but uh, my brother lived in Super Branson uh, for a long time. He lived in Nashville. Um, big Branson. And when you would go on the road, you, you stayed with Greg. You'd, you'd be out on the road yes. and then you would go sleep at my brother Greg's house when he had uh, what can only be referred to as an air mattress graveyard in one of his bedrooms. <laughs> yes. So you, yes. you've stayed in the air mattress graveyard. But I bring that up to say that I got a call from Greg yesterday and I don't know if he was breaking ethical code or whatever pharmacists have but he's like hey nate came into my pharmacy to get some medication and i was like oh yeah he goes yeah he uh he looks like he's got some pretty out there ideas given that beard he has going (laughs) it was actually he was (laughs) he was helping a customer and i was walking by the pharmacy and then we just stared at each other for way too long before recognizing each other because he's kind of he's his appearance has changed too like he kind of looks just like a taller conan o'brien now yeah he got rid of the thor ponytail and now he's got a big flop Mm -hmm. yeah and he wears both of them well 
But when you lose when you lose a man bun for an upcut, that's a very different vibe. It is. It is. You your beard could play, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on I your beard because you I need I to. I think you might actually I, want I, to. <laughs> I want to do the whole show on your beard, but people can't see it. So it's not great art. And that's what we're here to do. <laughs> great art. Much like Chad on his Branson-cation, the audience of Middle of Somewhere is here for great art. Uh, I'm going to let it go. I, My wife, I'm looking through the window right now and I can't even focus my wife is outside, and I need to make clear before everybody sends me their shitty messages, she didn't rake the original leaf pile, okay? We have a leaf pile that got raked on our lawn, and someone else raked it. We hired someone to rake it, and they left a leaf pile. And it was driving my wife crazy, so she went out, and I'm watching her right now, Nate. She is using her bare hands to pick up the pile bit by bit. And it's the stupidest fucking it, thing I've ever seen in my life. Is she starting? How big is the pile that like, cause using your, about a four foot by four foot. <laughs> that's a little two foot tall pile. That's a big this, hand. No, pile. I'm it's probably 150 fistfuls of leaves <laughs> is what she is. What is she's trying to finger into a fleet farm bag right now? <laughs> Well, you can do it faster, you can do it right when it comes to the leaf hauling. That's what they always say. I feel like I want to go out there and I want to... But she's the sort of person that if you try to tell her how to do something, she could be drowning in a lake and there could be a a, a life preserver thrown right next to her. And you'd go, Jenna, grab it. And she'd go, go ball. And she would just... Do you ever go the other way where you, where you would just go out and be like, try doing them one at a time? <laughs> <laughs> right? And then maybe they'll be like, oh, I should get like a bucket or something. No, she's that unique combination of... You can't tell her what to do and you can't reverse psychology her. Mm. So you basically have to go watch what she, you either just like, you let her do it and realize later in your day, you're going to have to have a 45 conversation, 45 minute conversation about how hard picking up leaves was. (laughs) Or you just lean into it and you go out and you roast her. And that's what I'm, if she's, if she's still doing it when this program is done and she will be. Cause she's doing it by hand. <laughs> I'm probably just going to go out there and just, just haul off on her with a bunch of, a bunch of uh, comments. That's probably my go-to. And I think that's fun for the neighborhood. I think that's great. Absolutely. I think it's, I think it's good for the neighborhood to see. Do you know that, you know, that new couple that moved in? Like, yeah, she does the yard work and he stands on the deck and rips her. <laughs> I, I don't know that that's, Spring is really when you get to know your neighbors. Holy shit, Nate! I I know I I think I texted you about this, but I there was a couple that so there's a number of exercise couples in our neighborhood, and okay, hold on, are they different activity exercise couples? Yeah, I mean, can you ask that more specifically? Like, Like, I mean, mean, is is there like couple a rollerblading couple or are they all varying it all the time? Like, I I, I imagine it that there's like there's like a yoga couple on their front lawn and then you've got another rollerblade. I picked very weird (laughs) exercises, but well, yoga is pretty common. I would say yes. Okay, there is a couple that uh, and by all. Um, everything I've, they seem to be wonderful, nice, kind, great people, but they are the, uh, cause we live on a little lake. They are the like rowing, like every day when it's nice, all of a sudden I'll be on my deck and here they come, they row down the lake and then back and down the lake and back. And they're not like hanging out while they do it. It's exercise. Sure. This isn't like Instagram moments. <laughs> no, they're, they're making like, time. Yeah, this is, I've got to deal with uh, my physical health and I don't have time to chitter chatter about your fucking day. Do they, are they in the same boat? Separate boats? No, it's a separate boat. They don't, they both, they look like canoes, but I think if you call them canoes, you would get a, this isn't a canoe. 
you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to feel stupid because there's a type of boat I didn't know about. So I'm not going to enter that conversation. I don't want to have to fake my way through like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, my uncle likes those boats. I don't want to have to. <laughs> I don't want to have to do that. But there was a couple that came. So our, our neighborhood's kind of a loop. And I was outside two days ago and a couple came through and they were on bikes. And much like the canoes, it's not we're just out for a nice bike ride. They were in they were in the clothes. They're cyclists. Okay. And they they were like full on arguing. <laughs> I don't <laughs> how like you have to be in such great shape to be that kind of exercise and fighting. <laughs> as as like, they went by, he was enough in front of her. That it seemed like he was trying to get away, but he wasn't a good enough athlete. Because she was going, she was behind him. And the only thing I heard her say was like, all you're worried about is whether or not you call Brian back. You never call me back. And then I just, from that point, they kind of got far enough away that it was Muppet noises. But it was like, so they were speed cycling in a full blown argument. And it was amazing. First of all. I love that they're going so fast that you only get one volley of the fight. Sure. Like, it's like, just kind of like, like, where like any, you just, it's like the NASCAR noises. Yeah. You're on turn seven. Here they come again. And just like, as they drive by, you're a son of a bitch. And then they're gone. Yeah, that I should have stayed outside the whole time as they loop around my turn each time. <laughs> and by the way, I kind of think your mom's a twat. Vroom. They come back through like, well, then who's going to watch the kids, Lisa? Who's going to watch them? Nobody's watching them. Vroom. You're just like, I'm piecing together their fight as a mystery based upon one comment every 12 minutes. Yeah, it's like a stop motion stop motion argument where you only get like every 10th frame i also like i love that if i was in an argument on a bike especially going that fast i'd be like we're gonna have to talk about this when i ha- i wouldn't have the breath for it absolutely for sure there's no chance right? i don't like, know how you do that that's just wild man i should have a part of me it'd be funny to like <laughs> you just hop on your bike <laughs> And you just get behind him. You're like, oh, no, I'm just on a bike ride for bike ride's sake. But you are close enough to hear their argument the whole time. Maybe that's how they motive. That's how she motivates him to go faster. Well, is they get ready for a couple's bike ride. And then she starts a conversation he doesn't want to have. <laughs> yeah, they go. She goes, you got your helmet? Yeah, you got your water bottle? Uh Uh-huh. All right, let's go. Did you hear what Tina's teacher said on Wednesday? (laughs) He's just fucking gone. He's like, oh, God. He's like pulling, he's pulling Tour de France numbers around (laughs) some neighborhood in northern Cincinnati. Yeah, they get home and she's like, really good times today. I really like, you know. (laughs) The, uh, it's a, I was trying to think if there's funnier places to watch a couple fight and i know there are i didn't spend enough time thinking about it i mean on a public bus is a pretty good one i think my favorite has got to be grocery store oh, okay yep because grocery store especially if you're not done shopping yet like when there's still when the couple still has logistical survival needs <laughs> that they have to cooperate on <laughs> but they're fighting <laughs> where like the two things is either they just sit there mad filling the cart or they start separating like he's like i'm gonna go get this thing and then he just walks off yeah <laughs> <laughs> right i love the people who clearly have a lot pent up going to the grocery store and you can tell because you just hear a guy go, you thought this was a good fucking melon? That's <laughs> That has nothing to do with the melon. I love any situation where you're trying to keep up a good look, like any school event, 
any fan, a wedding, a party. I love the fight that comes out when it's like they both know we absolutely cannot fight here. Mm-hmm. We just we fought on the way here. We're gonna fight on the way home. We cannot fight here. And then she goes, "Oh, good one, Travis." Just like at home, huh? And then we get all the fireworks. That's like the same as when you're trying not to laugh because you know you can't in a certain situation. That when it finally comes out, it's like, oh man, that was a real one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's I earned this one. Yeah. I mean, the like the guy at the grocery store that has a lot pent up is always me, by the way. Oh really? With that look? Come on now. <laughs> yeah. You look you look like the guy who's like the people at the at the checkout go, No, he's here. He's here. I'm gonna take my break. <laughs> I feel like I look like a trucker that's been furloughed for too long. Yeah. <laughs> you also look like a guy who would talk to the people behind the meat counter about how he cooks his meat. I actually and they're like yeah, I know. I know you do that. There's no way you don't do that. I two things. I recently got called uh, Pitmaster Rob Zombie, <laughs> which is maybe the funniest one that I've heard. Um, but also, I was just at the supermarket, and I. Uh, was I asked the guy about their meat grades at the butcher counter. Oof. Um, which I'm not gonna bore you with that story, but that was just incredibly spot on. No, no, Nate. <laughs> you said. Tell us. That sounds ex- as exciting as the many events Chad has seen on his Branson Cation. <laughs> The same trip, I uh, so I was. I'm trying to learn how to make beef and broccoli. Sure, it's a dish that I want to learn how to make. Uh, it's difficult to get the anyway. So I was buying a bunch of broccoli, mm-hmm. and I get to I get to checkout, and the I just had a bunch of bunches of broccoli. They weren't like the floret bags, right? It's like the stalks that are you bought. You bought raw broccoli from where the sprinkler is. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's all in a big one of those big greens bags and it's on the belt and it gets to the front. And before like the lady does anything with it, she says she goes, how much do you know how much broccoli you got? And I was like, I then the the like credit card pad is like between me and the broccoli kind of. Mm-hmm. it's like because it's on the belt and so i go i don't know however much is there yeah what it's what sort of grocery store where don't they weigh it like hey how many broccolis <laughs> yeah i mean also whether it's per pound or not it was just i was kind of taken aback by the question sure and so then i was like going back to the credit card thing and then i look at her and she's still looking at me and like, you know how when someone's looking at you and you know that they never stopped looking at you from the last time you looked at them? That was <laughs> I like, I knew that. And so then I just looked at her, like waiting for something to happen, basically. And then she goes, sir, it's not my job to know how much broccoli you got. I mean, and then I said, no, I think it is. <laughs> and so... And then we just started staring at each other again. Like she was not, but there were like people behind me. And with this face, I'm wrong. Like in public. Oh yeah. With this beard, I'm wrong. So they're like murmuring, like I'm an asshole, which yeah. But also I stand by my assessment that it is a hundred percent her job to know the person with the person with the scale and the cash register yeah yeah it's, it's, her, it's her job to know sure how much of job. everything that i bought technically yeah so i mean i i could they were murmuring so i just leaned over and i looked at it and i was like how about three <laughs> and then she just put in a number and i don't even know if it was the same number but that I, was dude, yeah i would have just gone i got half a broccoli give me one <laughs> Give me ha- give me a brock. I'm paying for one 
one half broccoli. Yeah, dude, I don't want to become, I'm working really hard. I don't want to become one of those people who's like, well, you know, come on, youngsters. But it's, what are you doing? Yeah, well, she was also older than me. Like, well, it then wasn't that actually even... tracks more. There's no one. There's no one who hates you more than someone who's older than you working at a grocery store. That's true. I hate. And that might that are... be that might be valid hate. That is sure. valid hate. I hate people that are younger than me just on principle. It's the worst. <laughs> I hate. Like, do you have you? Do you know what it's? No one told me this. Like when you get into your thirties and you are a piece of shit comedian with no like really no path no one tells you what it feels like to go to a dentist who's six years younger than you that's absolutely fair especially when he's like you open your mouth and he's like like you don't (laughs) i don't i need my dentist to be at least 10 years older than me if he's going to make me feel bad about my teeth also I had a dentist one time that they, uh, I like, they like took pictures of my teeth, but they didn't tell me that it was for my treatment. I thought sitting in the chair that they were like, well, we got to document this for science. (laughs) God, that's the dumbest. You're the dumbest person in the world. (laughs) I thought that my teeth were so bad that they were like, well, they're going to want to see this one at the home office of dentists. I don't know. Like, I just thought. And so I was like sitting there getting mad. <laughs> he goes, when I went in last time, the thing that he pointed out about my teeth, I've got pretty good teeth, but on the bottom row here, they're crowding. And that's a thing that can happen as you get older. And he like, he, he opened my mouth and I've never had a dentist do this before, but as he was looking around, cause normally they, you know, you open your mouth mm-hmm. so they can get in there and then they get around in there with the tools and he was in there with the tools. And then he just grabbed my lip and pulled it away from my teeth and down like he was pulling a shade <laughs> and he went, got a bit of crowd in there. I was like, I, I don't know what that is. He goes, your teeth. And then he made this thing where he like, like he mashed his hands <laughs> together. Like, I was like, no, I just don't quite know. I've never heard the word crowding in a dentist's office before. If you could have said they're growing together a little bit, you don't have to treat me like, it's when your teeth go herka jerka. You know, like <laughs> right. when you, head, you, you, you and your family used to head on down to the Metrodome to watch uh, the monster trucks. And before Bigfoot came out, They'd have the mashup where all the cars would drive together and smush, and you and your family would go, I love it when they smush. That's what's happening. You have a demolition derby going on with your bottom four teeth. Like, he couldn't have condescendingly put it to me any harsher. He wanted me to do Invisalign. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I can do that in my late 30s while already married when my lip covers my bottom gum all the time. I don't know. That's a tough sell for me. That would be that would be tough. That's uh, was it a younger dentist that was condescending to you? Because that would have yeah, that's yeah, it was horrible. That's, that's tough. Going back to the grocery store, this isn't like this wasn't a grocery store, but I got to tell you about what happened at Target. I was I was at Target. Uh, I bought my stuff, and I was okay. in line at self checkout. Okay, and I was. So I'm behind an old lady and there's probably like the line is probably like seven people long. It's not crazy, but it's also not short. Mm -hmm. And um, I was also like, I have this, I realized in that moment that the reason I don't like self-checkout is because it makes it like a Lord of the Flies situation. Like now it, it used to be with cashiers. If something goes wrong, you're like, well, Target needs to do something. They're the boss. But mm-hmm. now when it goes wrong, you're just like, that guy's an asshole. He bought too much stuff and he fucked it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm in line and uh, I was like thinking about that. And then a uh, a little guy cut in front of the old lady in front of me. And he was he was young, like 20s. 
and uh and also when i say little guy i uh i mean like he was a man that was mm-hmm. shorter than me but also <laughs> not medically short <laughs> okay okay like 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 his life is the same as mine okay right like five seven if i had to guess and i don't have anything against guys like that but also you can't cut in line it he wasn't short enough to cut in line i guess <laughs> there's, there's there's a height that you can be where you cut in front of me and i'm just like good hustle yeah like good job bud like you're really doing it i appreciate i appreciate the effort so i'm getting mad because he cut in line and that's Mm -hmm. just the kind of person i am yep but like in that moment normally when i say something i think of it first and then it comes out okay we're like that's pretty standard talking behavior is that you know and then everyone else knows Mm -hmm. Uh, but this time it just came out and i just i just go little guy big hurry (laughs) and uh (laughs) and i thought that was great but i also didn't have a chance to process it before it was out loud normally (laughs) you're like oh this is going to be good so you can kind of like not laugh when you say something funny, but I'm laughing. And then I realize I'm the only one laughing. Sure. Everyone's looking at me like I'm an asshole. And, and I just, it was such a bummer where I, I was just like, well, I really wish that this had happened at Walmart because yeah. <laughs> the joke for sure would have landed at Walmart. For anyone it didn't land with, they would it would just been purely out of lack of understanding the material. Sure. <laughs> hey, I see everybody's enjoying that thing you said to the my the the mini fella. Uh, <laughs> could you do it with a puppet so I could understand it? <laughs> you just pick up a Hershey's bar and you, and say it again, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you, Mister Hershey. I'll. I, I love it when Mr. Hershey burns the customers. It's, you know, it's an interesting thing that we're bullying people less and being mean to people less for things they can't help. And that's so amazing. Like, that's such a good thing. Yes. You know, you're born a certain way. You do like, we shouldn't be shitting on people about that. Um, But then like when somebody's a giant asshole, you know, it's like, what is fair game when somebody's a giant asshole? Right. And it's that's a hard thing to decide. Uh, sure. And it still it does feel like height on a man, like on a straight white man, a straight white short man. If he's an asshole, everybody will gather around and be like, <laughs> what's up, fucking mini me? They'll just like go to work on him. There's, yeah, it feels like it's still fair game. Yeah. See, I it's it's I don't know. It's. There's nothing better when, than when a group, like you weren't unified in that moment, but when mm. you're in a long self-checkout line and you're waiting back and somebody does something dickish and the whole line is like, let's go. That's the best. I love feeling like I'm part of something important. <laughs> there was a guy, I shouldn't, this is so embarrassing, um, but I will tell you it so we got our groceries delivered and they forgot some stuff and i am a psycho so i feel slighted i it's like sure i i'm taking it personally and i'm frustrated because the things they forgot are the things i actually need for my lunch that day Mm -hmm. and and i i tipped really well and all all that stuff And so now I have to go drive to the grocery store that groceries just got delivered from to get the stuff that I paid for and wasn't in the bags. And so I'm, I'm pretty worked up and I am, I'm having a pretty bad low back day. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is the least cool shit I do. Cause I, I have had people tell me like you could, I could get a handicap parking pass, 
because of the autoimmune disease, but I don't, I can walk across the parking lot. You know, mm-hmm. the only time I've ever thought about it is in the winter time when there's a lot of ice and I want to be really careful not to fall, but I, I don't want one of those. But then I justify because of it, I won't take the pass, but I justify parking like a dick. I'm like, <laughs> Well, I'm parking in the far- I'm parking in the ten minute pharmacy uh, parking slot that's closest to the building. Sure, the expecting like, mother's slot. I try not to do that one. Uh, they just see me get out and waddle my way in. <laughs> <laughs> but so on this particular day, I was really upset, mm-hmm. and I this I just parked right by the on the curb right in front of the grocery store (laughs) sure did you go up on the curb or next to the curb no just next to the curb so i'm right next to the curb so it's like a five-step walk into the store i imagined you like popping up on the curb and then like rolling out of the car to go talk to somebody (laughs) the uh just yeah just music blaring yeah the stroke by Billy Squire, like stroke me, stroke me. I've got one wheel in the grocery store. Yeah. So I'm walking in and there must have been a guy walking in at the same time as me. And I I go up to the person who's working near the self-checkouts and I'm like, I ordered all this stuff and I, you know, I didn't get these things. And there's nobody working at the customer service. So the solution they have is go get the stuff, me personally, go get the stuff, come back up to the front of the store, come through self-checkout, and she will send it through voided. She's got some plan. Okay. And so I go get all the stuff, and now I'm waiting in line to go through self-checkout because I still don't feel like budging. And the guy who apparently was walking in at the same time as me, by the way, ponytail, but not, <laughs> not like I own my own pool cue and a snake ponytail, young guy ponytail. Like, let me tell you about some bands, like that okay. sort of ponytail. Sure. And he stops and he goes, are you the asshole who parked in front of the curb? Oh, no. I know, Nate, and I, I, I knew what I was feeling inside, and I, for the first moment, and I also, I'm ashamed, because he's right, I parked on the curb, I shouldn't have, and I was justified in doing it, there's a lot going on with me in this moment, and yeah. uh, I'm standing there, and I, I caught it as it was coming out of me, and I was like, hey man, this is a complicated situation, I've got an autoimmune disease. They forgot my groceries. I'm just trying to fix something. And he goes, why don't you just park in the handicap spot? They're open. So now he's doubling down. And I went fucking ballistic. (laughs) And not in like shout. I didn't get angry at him. I just started talking really, really loudly. I was like, oh, yeah, no, totally. I'm glad that you're here judging me. And then as he started walking away, I left the line and followed him down the long way and down a frozen food aisle, just talking shit at the top of my voice, (laughs) where literally the whole, it's the craziest thing I've done in three years, like uh, interacting in public. (laughs) You can see why I wasn't going to tell this on the show. And I for sure, Sure. Branson Cation is the perfect time to tell it. But I went off the reservation. <laughs> I was like, you fucking mind your own business, dude. Mind your own fuck. <laughs> like, get the fuck you and your ponytail. Like I and I was just I was just walking around the aisle shouting my symptoms at him, which that's not a good. <laughs> that's not the reason to have parked there. But now anyone else in the grocery store is watching a guy with a ponytail trying to run away from another guy like the dude on the bike was trying to escape his wife while I loudly say what's <laughs> physically wrong with my body. And I'm disproving my point because right. I'm following him around the <laughs> right. store. But the thing is, when I go to a grocery store, the reason I get my groceries delivered is because it's really hard for me to push a grocery cart because mm-hmm. my, my frozen shoulder issues. And it's really hard for me to carry groceries. So when I have to go buy something at a grocery store, if I buy more than one or two things, here's what it looks like. I have to go pick up a couple of things, bring them all the way back to where the self-checkout is, 
and like store them somewhere like I'm a chipmunk preparing for winter. Yes. And you got to pick a good spot or an employee will walk by and be like, this, is, this isn't where pork chops go, you know? And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, I, in this moment, I had to do that. So not only did I not get my groceries that I paid for, I come back in, customer service isn't there. I've got to go do it myself. And now I'm chipmunking my way to get, <laughs> you know, to get all these things. So it was like this. You confluence. had to chipmunk after yelling at the guy. No, I chipmunked oh, okay. pre-yelling at okay, him. Okay, okay, okay. So I left all my stuff in the in a, in the chipmunk hole to chase him around the store. But it was, you know, I don't know. It was there was a lot going on, and uh, dude, I think he's that. I think if I see him in public, normally if I've ever like had a freak out or been upset or overreacted, I normally later on go, "Yeah, man, that you were wrong. You were pretty wrong there." But if I see this guy, I will be, no matter how wrong I am in this situation, if I roll up on him at a gas station, I'm going to be like, oh, hey, look, is it the guy who likes to shit on disabled people at a grocery store? Hey, everybody. Hey, this guy hates disabled people. I mean, this guy loves doubling down, so I think that he absolutely deserves it, right? Gosh, guy fucking sucked, man. And... He, he the whole thing was he wasn't wrong instead of going calling me an asshole if he'd have gone like hey dude you shouldn't be parking out there what are you what are you doing you're just in normal line and then maybe we'd have had a dialogue and maybe he'd have gone i hear you you still shouldn't do that and i, I don't know that i need a guy with a ponytail to dad me at a grocery store but yeah. maybe i do maybe i'd have gone home and been like ah, that wasn't great so i don't do that again I grow up a little bit, but you call me an asshole and I don't know, I'm going to go zero to a hundred. I spend my days watching my wife pick up piles of leaves <laughs> by the finger I, and I just have to take it. I you love, can't call me an asshole at a grocery store and have me just be like, hey, great point. I just love that young ponytail guy has input. Yeah. Like I, we all think that when someone parks like that, but you don't say anything. Nope. But here's the thing I do. I have said, I say stuff over and over and over and over again. You just said big guy or little guy, big hurry. Yeah. Like, but that's, I like, say, dude, that's an aberration for me, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I say stuff all the time. Chad and I talk about it a lot. It's the Batman effect where you do think you're saying something you're like, I'm doing a public service here. Oh, like I'm making a difference here. And that's probably what that guy was doing. Uh, you know, he just didn't know he was speaking to somebody who was unhinged. <laughs> right. He didn't know that you're Batman, right? Yeah. You're not trapped in there with him. He's trapped no, in there he with didn't you. Know, he didn't know that I'm Penguin in a Batman suit. <laughs> hey, before uh, before we shut down... I want to talk to you about something that we've been talking about in our normal human conversations, but I need to, so we, we both love YouTube a lot. Yeah. And we both love insane theories a lot. And so often what'll happen is one of us will call each other and go, Hey, what do you think of this joke? And then the other person will listen, give a minor amount of feedback and then go, Hey, have you heard of the Stallstein theory? And then all of a sudden we're in a 45 minute conversation about something insane. Uh, but we have come across uh, in, a, in a recent conversation, and I think it's worth bringing to light, um, something called the aquatic ape theory. Aquatic ape theory. The aquatic ape theory, and I'm going to let you hit some important bullet points about the aquatic ape theory, but I'm going to give, I'm going to give a simple overview, which is the aquatic ape theory is an evolutionary theory where scientists or group of scientists and subsequently definitely (laughs) non-scientists. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> believed that humans evolved not from land apes but from a water aquatic ape type creature and 
right. you will i think you're gonna shine the light on some of the some of the information but i my favorite thing about it and i've thought about it nonstop since we started talking about this is how perfect the name is because they ch- aquatic ape theory they chose the best version of every single one of those words and you almost go oh huh what's yeah, right. here co- here comes somebody with glasses and a degree to tell me about the aquatic ape theory yeah i, li- I like i like your style I like where you're coming from yeah <laughs> like bring me the education on aquatic ape theory if they'd have not used the highest level words on each of those and it'd be like hey man you want to come learn about the water monkey idea like that's <laughs> We've been thinking a lot about the wet monkey hypothesis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey y'all, y'all th- y'all keep trying to tell me dinosaurs are real and humans come from monkeys on land. Well, let me introduce you to the wet monkey hypothesis. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> here's how it works, it, dude. It's we came from moist chimpanzees. <laughs> I think just any other word for aquatic is so it's funny. Tough. It's like it's a really tough sell, right? Yeah, hey, the damp orangutan theory. <laughs> right. I don't know wet wet monkey hypothesis. <clears throat> That's a pretty. That's a pretty tough one to beat. That sounds like a totally different Google search, honestly. Wet monkey hypothesis sounds like the person who would say it is one of those people who uses words, big words that don't mean the right thing, and they just keep cruising. <laughs> like, right, right. Yeah, you know, when the car proclaimed uh, down the road, you're like, that's not, that can't be... Yeah. I'm dumb also, but that can't be what proclaimed me. Well, when when the car proclaimed down the road, I juxtaposed to myself. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I love that. So the wet monkey theory was it was developed a while back and it was people believe that a a wet monkey escaped, <laughs> escaped the depths to create us dry talking monkeys. Basically, yeah. The uh, the the idea is that the we have a lot of adaptations that are that the theory argues are aquatic adaptations. Humans do. Human beings human, do. Human hu- humans compared specifically to other apes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like uh, bipedalism, walking on two legs, uh, hairlessness, subcutaneous fat. Those are the three big ones that and by just to be clear by hairlessness we obviously you have a lot of hair but not fur we don't have monkey fur yeah so we're near hairless uh in a way that most other mammals are not if they're land mammals that was chad's expense most expensive ticket in branson cation is uh near hairless he's gonna go (laughs) see near hairless (laughs) i don't know what it is but i know he's seeing it he was really enthused that sounds like a show he'll really enjoy. Yeah. So they so bipedalism, uh, skin not fur, right. and and subcutaneous fat. Those right. are all. Those are all. That's yeah. Because that's blubber, right? Yeah. So so most the theory at least posited a long time ago that most mammals don't store their fat under their skin. They store it around their organs. Mm-hmm. Um, and apes specifically, although that has, this is where I'm being a bummer, but that has been disproven. If apes eat calories the way that we do, they also get fat. Yeah. 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 So if when apes they, had Burger King. Right. Like, like if you feed a, a gorilla 10,000 extra calories a day, he will start storing the fat under his skin. Yeah, you send you send an ape to Branson, he's gonna come back bigger than the other apes. 
he's going to come back bigger than We're the other We're testing Hicks. that hypothesis right now, brother. <laughs> um so all of the all of the things that things about our appearance that have developed over millennia that aquatic ape theory tries to resolve end up being different coming from different reasons basically um like bipedalism isn't an aquatic adaptation specifically even though most aquatic mammals are bipedal if that makes sure. sense uh kangaroos yeah. are also bipedal sure there's there's the like, ostriches are bipedal they're not mammals but still right mm -hmm. um the thing that's really funny to me is once crazy people get a hold of theories that have kind of been disproven by by the science argument about the it. liars yeah the liars <laughs> once the liars right. prove it false in their own mind uh, a couple of things that are really funny to me about aquatic ape theory is one is there's like a big online connection between mermaids and aquatic ape theory <laughs> where <laughs> like a lot of people are like oh aquatic ape theory makes so much sense because of mermaid folklore oh that's a tough um which isn't helped by animal planet made it's called uh it's not called a mockumentary because it's not a comedy it's called docu fiction what they made a fake documentary animal planet made a fake documentary called mermaids the body found and <sighs> it's it's like a like the the big reveal is like a found footage of a mermaid that washed up on a beach so it's like a dead mermaid but it's not dead. They like poke it with a stick and it like it's just a it's CGI. It just looks at the camera. It's like ah, like but totally. But the the show kind of makes mermaids look more like water mammals than fish, which is the wet traditional monkeys. Yeah, yeah. They, they look more like wet monkeys. Um one of the when that came out, Kim Kardashian um was like I mean, she like tweeted like, yo, is this real? Like it's, oh no, it's, it was like, it wasn't a war of the world's level thing, but like a lot of people were like, yo, they just proved it. <laughs> With, like, Did you see one of the water monkeys washed up on the West coast? But the, uh, the other thing that's really funny too, is that the mermaid thing with aquatic ape theory is like mermaid folklore mermaids are supposed to be hot that's the thing yeah right like they're supposed it's supposed to be uh hot up top fish down below and i don't know where that started from if you had because you can get like delirious at sea and so i'm just gonna make a backstory up because i'm not a big learner but i assume <laughs> Mermaid started with guys that had been at sea that they were so long and they were so horny, but also they'd been at sea so long that instead of imagining, because like, if you're going to imagine something, you could be like, hey, it's a full woman with gills. <laughs> right, right. She's got she's got <laughs> legs and a butt. It's a normal she... woman in appearance that is somehow able to survive at sea while I'm making shit up. <laughs> yeah, as I'm fictionalizing towards my unending ocean horniness, the thing that I would like to hypothesize and make up is a regular woman with tiny gills... <laughs> Potentially in a place that I don't even notice them. You can't even tell. Let's go armpits. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm actually part fish. And you're like, I don't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> How about you make less with the fish talk and more with helping me through this ocean horniness? You're a figment <laughs> of my imagination. So the thing that's a real bummer about it, like trying to make it not like a mythological creature is that i don't know if you know much about the shape of water mammals but it's not I mean, that's a that's a pretty broad sentence whales are to... big and dolphins are kind of curvy but that's right. only because i see them jumping out of the water but they're all very big in the middle 
Sure, they're plump. They're all very plump in the middle. Like a dolphin essentially kind of looks like an overstuffed sausage. Sure. And that would be the shape of a mammal mermaid, right? <laughs> like it's not, they're not hot. Being thin, that's a land animal game. It's not yeah. for ocean animals. <laughs> no, they're all very no. rotund in the middle. And that's the thing. I just love the idea of like, maybe what happened is mermaids are aquatic apes and they're like, you know, manatee walrus shaped. Right. Mm -hmm. And the sailors were so horny that when they got back to tell the story, they were like, actually they were pretty hot. Yeah. So the pictures that the people drew on land are filtered through the horniness of the sailors when really they You're did like, not. Man, they... you never you're never going to believe it. Listen to me. I got the craziest tale from sea, okay? I'm out there. All of a sudden, up through the water comes this woman. And then somebody goes, "A full woman out of the water?" Go, "Well, I mean, she was half a woman." The bottom half was a fish, and she came aboard, and we made sweet love. And they're like, okay. I mean, I have some questions about that, but what, <laughs> what, what what'd she look like? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. And they're like, because I've seen manatees, and I've seen, we know what whales, so was she like fat like the other water things? Nuh-uh, brother. This is. <laughs> no, you know me. You know me. I like my I like my I like my she fish slender and trim. You got to be doing Pilates. Yeah, there wasn't Pilates. We, we're mixing too many generations. Nate, <laughs> I care about you a great deal. Thank you for stepping in during uh, Bransoncation. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Hey, real quick, tell everybody what your last album was called. Uh, my last album was called Coming in Hot. Coming in hot uh you can find him on instagram where on instagram at nate abshire tour dates album listen to him enjoy him see him in public and go let's stay on this side of the sidewalk because of the way he is putting his face together these days i love you i care about you a great deal thanks see ya bye okay bye here Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m., so click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.